Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode number 17 about the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back and this book is nicely timed for this episode because I've actually been a bit bad at reading recently and have fallen slightly out of habit with some of my good reading habits that I built up over the last 18 months or so. It was a good reminder of some of the things I need to get back to around essentialism and focusing on what is important. More on that in a moment. It was also a book that I really enjoyed reading and all the way through was thinking of ideas both for my own life but also for others that I work with and was sending a few people different pictures and excerpts from the book because I knew it was was something that was really going to make a difference for them in what they were struggling with at the moment, which is generally, as most people, as most of you are probably feeling, too much on and too much to do. Before I dive into the three big ideas I took from the book, here is a little bit about the author and about the book. Greg McEwen was recently named a young global leader by the World Economic Forum. He is CEO of This Inc., a leadership and strategy design agency headquartered in Silicon Valley. He has taught at companies that include Apple, Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Salesforce.com, Twitter, and VMware. Originally from London, he now lives in Menlo Park, California, with his wife Anna and their four children. And that information was taken from the book Introduction to Essentialism. A little bit about the book. The way of the essentialist, and by the way, the essentialist or an essentialist is the term that's Greg gives to people who live with an essentialism mindset. So the way of an essentialist involves doing less but better so that you can make the highest possible contribution. The way of the essentialist isn't about getting more done in less time. It's not about getting less done. It is about getting only the right things done. It's about challenging the core assumption of we can have it all and I have to do everything and replacing it with the pursuit of the right thing in the right way at the right time. It's about regaining control of our own choices, about where to spend our time and energies, instead of giving others implicit permission to choose for us. In Essentialism, Greg McEwen draws on experience and insight from working with the leaders of the most innovative companies in the world to show how to achieve the disciplined pursuit of less. And that's taken from Greg's website. Link to that is in the show notes. I actually first came across Greg and and the concept of essentialism on the Tim Ferriss podcast, which I'm a big fan of. I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes too, so you can listen to it. It's a pretty long episode. It's one definitely for doing a long walk too. It's about two, two and a half hours long. But there is some really interesting conversations that Tim and Greg have around how to truly live with an essentialist mindset and how sometimes things aren't perfect and you do have to make some sacrifices. But it's about coming back to those core rules and guidelines around what is essential for you. I found myself almost cheering partway through the book, particularly when he talks about what if we stopped celebrating being busy as a measurement of importance. There's a quote I've included in this week's posts. Because how many times have you walked into a lift or bumped into someone that you know, maybe haven't spoken to that much and you say to them, hey, how are you? And they say, oh, busy. And that's kind of the end of the conversation because because they just tried to prove how busy and important therefore they are. So the conversation kind of dies a bit of a death then because you also think, well, if they're so busy, they're probably, are they they saying that because they don't want to talk to me? So if you find yourself being that person, stop it. There we go. That's lesson number one from the book. Stop saying you're busy as a, when people ask you how you are. Okay, rant over. Let's dive into the three big ideas I took from the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Big idea number one is if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And I really like this rule and it's something I've tried to do a bit this year. 
It's a great way of having a litmus test for setting your time and energy. So if someone asks you to do something, is your initial reaction, hell yeah, I'll do that, that sounds great. And if not, then maybe it's a no. It removes those, why am I doing this moments? How many times have you found yourself in the middle of something or having just finished a task or some kind of activity and thought, how the hell did this happen? Why am I doing this particular thing? How did I agree to this? Now, sometimes those things are happy accidents and, and good things come from them. But a lot of the time they're not, and they're not great ways to be spending your time, particularly if you have a particular goal in mind that this is therefore distracting you from. It also removes decision-making fatigue because yes or no is easy. There's a number of examples in the book that Greg includes where he's said no to things in, in order to do the things that are important to him. For example, saying no to a particular speaking engagement because it's date night for him and Anna, his wife. That's really important to him. That's what, that's what sticks in his calendar. And therefore, it's very easy for him to say no to the other engagement. He argues that this gives you a kind of an invincible power, which is quite a nice idea because it gives you decision-making power. It helps you be at ease with those decisions, which is also really important. And partly that it allows you to not resent the things that you're doing, which is quite, again, quite a nice idea. He talks about this idea of a trade-off of problems. So thinking about future you and is future you going to regret <laughs> and resent past you for letting you do those particular things? It also allows you to trade off particular problems. For example, in the book, Greg talks about getting the book written and how he put aside 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. every day for a number of months as pure writing time. It would have been very easy for him to accept different engagements in those time or things to do, but he said, no, this is my writing time. 5 a.m. to 1 p.m., pure writing time. After that, other stuff can happen. So it would have been very easy for him to say, right, yes, okay, I'll do this one thing but that was just gonna cause future him a problem because he was then gonna be behind with his book writing. So it was about the trade-off of problems. Yes, he had to maybe feel slightly uncomfortable by saying no and turning things down, which is the kind of current person problem, but it prevented the future Greg problem by not putting him back on his book deadline. So that was big idea number one. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Know what you're working towards and stick to that. Allow that to help you make your decisions. Big idea number two is to go big. Now, this is one that really spoke to me because I definitely suffer from FOMO and the scarcity mentality that keeps me looking for more things. I definitely value variety and doing lots of different stuff, meeting different people, doing different activities, and just doing generally all the things. But the reframe, and this is probably the first time I've seen this reframed in this way and got it. Because there's so many things that tell you you need to focus on one thing, you need to niche, you need to do all of these different things in your life and in your business to grow. But none of those really appealed to me because it all meant doing fewer things or doing less in my mind. The reframe that Greg uses in the, this book is that you're not doing less, you're going big on one thing. Now, for the kind of person that I am, that is very appealing, thinking about going big on one particular thing. There's an awesome diagram in the book and I've scribbled this down a number of times for different people and sent them text photos of it because I know they're people who are also focusing on too many things and spreading themselves too thin. This really speaks to that sneaky part of the brain that will tell you that you're missing out on things. I'll put a link to that image in the show notes too because so, I really loved it. There is a little bit of a side note on this around the word priority and when they go back to the origin of priority, it should be one thing. One thing. Only one thing can be a priority but it was pluralized after hundreds and hundreds of years of being one thing, a singular word, priority was only ever one thing. 
word suddenly got bastardized and it became priorities. It got pluralized for some reason. How many times have you been to a meeting with a leadership team or with your own team and asked, right, what are we what are we focusing on? What are we focus on focusing on for the next three months, six months, year, whatever it is? And you've come up with nine or ten different priorities. Now a good question to ask yourself at that point is how can all of these things be priorities? It's not possible. We can't focus on all eight, nine, ten things. So challenge yourselves in that situation to bring it to one. What is the one priority? And that's very challenging, but think about it as going big. What one thing are we going to go big on? On that note, Greg also talks about the idea of escaping to be able to focus, about creating your environment. It reminded me a lot of the James Clear book, Atomic Habits, and how you need to be the architect of your own environment for your own success. But escaping to focus, so creating an environment where you aren't going to be distracted from your single focus. There's examples in there of no meetings days, and this is something I I try to do and have no meeting Monday, which allows me to really focus on more creative work and getting things done, setting up the week in a really good way. Talks about Bill Gates doing his reading weeks, which is something, again, I'm going to practice in 2019 and have a week or two where I just go away and, and read and plan and focus But it can be in the micro level and thinking about how you set yourself up in your office or in your home to have dedicated time to whatever the most important task is that you need to do. So big idea number two is go big. Avoid the FOMO. Big idea number three, slightly more existential, is live without regret. Because if you know what's important, you won't regret doing things because you're only doing the things that are important to you. And that can be from a life perspective, from a business perspective, relationships, travel. This runs across all different facets of your life. There's a quote in the book where Greg says, you should be proud of the life that you have chosen to live. And how many people listening to this have felt or do currently feel that their life or their existence isn't necessarily being chosen by them. It's being determined and dictated to them in some ways by other people. It's incredibly frustrating. So coming back to the concepts in the book of an essentialist life, and there's quite a few tables throughout the book, which I quite liked, where he talks about different concepts and maybe in in life or in business or relationships or as a leader, what an essentialist leader or manager or partner would do versus what a non-essentialist would do and what they'd be thinking about, what the different mindset shift is. And it's quite subtle. It's one of those typical things that's simple, but not easy. Greg has said that choosing to live in that way has allowed him to be unreasonably selective on how to use his precious remaining time. It can be a little bit morbid if you think about it like that, but also is quite inspiring to think about, actually, we do only have a limited time. Am I really spending that time on the things that matter most? One of the things that this has spurred me to do is just have a little sticky note on my desk and on my computer and in a couple of other obvious places that just has the acronym A-Y-W-T. A-Y-W-T. Are you wasting time? Now, the answer to that is obviously generally yes, but what? But it is about getting me into that mindset of, am I really using the time as I could? Kind of comes back to last week's episode from Elon Musk, where he's saying about the greatest minds of his, his generation are focusing on help uh, making people click ads rather than solving humanity's biggest problems. Knowing how you're spending your time and how you want to spend your time and how you should be spending your time, your energy, your efforts, your brain power, your time with family and friends is hugely important. So living an essentialist life, this isn't just a time management book. This is about leveling up how you are living. So big idea number three again, it's a big one, is live without regret. A couple of things I really liked about this book 
It pairs really nicely with Cal Newport's Deep Work and So Good They Can't Ignore You. It's very similar in the, in the mindset of that. And also the book, The Courage to Be Disliked, which I talked about in an earlier episode, I will link to again in the show notes if you want to go back to that. I've also talked about Cal Newport's So Good They Can't Ignore You. Again, link to that in the show notes to make sure you can go and listen to that one if you enjoy this particular episode. I also really enjoyed that this was, as I mentioned just now, a really a mantra for life. This is not just how to manage your to-do list and get more things done. This is about minimalism but minimalism in a way that allows big things to happen there's an appendix at the back of the book which is quite cool around how to be an essentialist leader which is again coming back to the idea of more focus focusing on talking to your team about the things that matter and not getting hung up on the stuff that doesn't the book also challenged some of my biases that i have around my bias for more and more variety which i've talked about earlier but also some of the frustration I feel when people have really strict boundaries. And we've all probably felt that, and it's not a nice part of us inside, but it is those moments where people say no to stuff. And sometimes your instant reaction is to judge that and think, well, I would do that, and I'm doing all these other things for all these other people. Really, that's the problem, not the fact that the person said no. Is this unreasonable expectation we have of ourselves and of others to do all the things all the time, even if it doesn't matter and it doesn't actually move everyone in the right direction and in the direction that is most meaningful. As I mentioned, I really enjoyed the book. Generally, as hopefully you can you can tell from the episode, I would highly recommend it to anyone who is feeling overwhelmed, undervalued, like they're not getting the most out of their time, their life, their energy, their relationships, because it will challenge probably the way you're living and working and that it's probably to other people's agendas, not your own. On that note though, it's not a horribly selfish book. It's not about shunning what other people want and not taking them into account, but it's coming back to what is most important. And that might be, and it probably will very well be for a lot of people, focusing on others and the relationships that matter and preserving those and making sure that you're spending the adequate amount of time on those particular relationships, but also tasks and activities and the work that you are doing. So a quick reminder of the three big ideas from the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Number one, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Number two, go big. And number three, live without regrets. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. All my contact details are in the show notes. If you've read the book, I'd love to hear what you thought about it as well. And make sure you tune in on Wednesday later in the week when I release the mini-sode episode for this, which will be a question to ask your team based on the book or inspired by the book Essentialism. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.